0: What is going on everyone? Welcome to the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti here with you guys. It's Tuesday, March 12th. Free agency is quote-unquote underway. A lot of signings have been agreed. Well, I shouldn't say signings. I should say deals have been agreed to. Uh, so to speak, but the deals cannot be official. We'll get into some of that, talk about some of the players the Panthers have already lost, including a longtime Panther finding another team. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about some of the moves around the NFC South, as there's been some busy notes with some of those teams in terms of gaining and with one team in particular losing A couple top players, so we'll get into that and touch on some of the other big notes so far in free agency. Reminder, of course, to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Setti. That's R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Of course, follow the podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and if you have a smart... A smart speaker in your car, you can simply tell your smart speaker to play podcast, whichever podcast you want to listen to. But let's jump into it. A couple things to cover. I think we have to start with the longtime Panther, as it were, Thomas Davis, now finding a new team. Uh, Thomas Davis announcing on his Twitter that he has that he essentially has agreed to a deal or, you know, based on what he's saying, he's agreed to a deal with the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Obviously, we don't know, you know, any terms yet of Thomas of Thomas Davis's contract. Uh, But he did post on Twitter how excited he is as he actually tweeted Very happy that I'm going to be able to showcase my talents for the L.A. Chargers. Long way from home, but I'm extremely excited about this opportunity. Hashtag year 15 on deck. Hashtag look at God. So, I mean, I think we can make, obviously it can't be official until Wednesday when the league year officially begins. But the fact that Thomas Davis is already tweeting that out, I think makes it pretty set that he is on his way to Los Angeles. Uh, you know, a solid solid landing spot for him. We know how talented that Chargers defense is. Uh, he gets to play now behind Nick Bosa. Gets to play with Derwin James in that defense. So, you know, good fit. It'll be interesting to see what the Chargers do with him. Uh, but obviously, uh, tough knowing. And I mean, we knew going into free agency, that he was likely going to be gone. I mean, he had taken to Instagram to basically say he was not coming back to Carolina, but it's still kind of... And, and you could tell you know, from the, the fan base, it's still kind of heartbreaking that they had to watch Thomas Davis. And, and they know, obviously, it wasn't Thomas Davis's fault, but um, it, it's still... and you know, I could tell fans are still very distraught that... A player like Davis, who's been with the franchise since 2005, uh, will now be playing on a team other than the Carolina Panthers. So it's a uh, it's, it's it's a tough spot. You know, it's definitely going to be weird seeing him in a different uniform. But like I said, I, I think it's it's a good spot for him, and I'm very interested to see how well he he fares. You know, and he showed he still has a good bit left in the tank. So I, th- I think he can. Help contribute to that Chargers defense. Uh, we also saw Devin Funches, another former Panther, find a new home. He has reportedly agreed to a one year, $13 million deal with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, it obviously feels like a lot of money for one year for Devin Funches, $13 million. But let's also keep in mind that the Colts had a lot of cap space to work with. They, they came into free agency with about a hundred million dollars in cap space. So they have money to throw around, uh, and they obviously feel they wanted to get a big target for Andrew Luck. And that's exactly what they went out and did. So you know, and obviously he's not going to be the top guy like he kind of was in Carolina. You've got obviously T.Y. Hilton in the mix there, and of course tight end Eric Ebron really came into his own last year. So you know, not a lot of pressure on Eric or on the Devin Funches, but they're certainly paying him. And again, it's one year, so it's kind of like a prove it deal. But they're certainly paying him a lot of money, saying. You know, we believe in Devin funch This kind of tells me that they believe in Devin Funchess. It tells me that they have plans for him, not just to kind of come in and take pressure off of T.Y. Hilton, but they come, they want him to come in and uh, really prove himself. And you know, maybe it turns into a a long long term deal for Funchess. But again, one year, thirteen million dollars. Devin Funchess to sign with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, and really, as far as uh, the Panthers, that was the uh, that's so far been the main news as far as linked to the Panthers in free agency. Obviously, they have not really made any big signings or again, you know, if I, I got to keep in you know, we, we say signings, but we also have to keep in mind that. These are just agreed to deals, and nothing is official. And things can change, like we've actually seen with Anthony Barr. Uh, Monday, it was reported that he agreed to, the, to a deal with the New York Jets. Now, all of a sudden, he has turned away from that deal. He has actually decided to return, or he will stay with the Minnesota Vikings. So that just gives you. That just shows you that. Uh, you know, these deals are being announced, but they are not official until they put that pen to paper and the team announces it. But, um, well, actually, I shouldn't say it's just Thomas Davis and uh, Devin Funches. They did actually make a signing just a little bit ago, one of their own free agents. Uh, they, they've they just announced a one year deal with Taylor Heineke. So at least there's a little bit of. Uh, a little bit of a painted picture in terms of the backup quarterback role. Uh, of course, Kyle, a- Kyle Allen already in tow uh, under his rookie contract. And now Heineke is back on a one-year deal. So, uh, you know, maybe now, and remember, can uh, Ron Rivera said at the press or at, yeah, at this press conference at the combine that, if the Panthers are going to take a quarterback, it's going to be via the draft. It's not really going to be a free agency or at least a, um, a quarterback outside of the current roster. So you, you have your three guys now. So, you know, we'll see if they if they do go with a quarterback. Uh, you know, I, I did a mock for Panthers wire and I did draft Brett Ripien at the uh, at the end of the draft in the sixth round. But now that Heineke is back, you know, maybe now quarterback isn't as big of a need, you know, maybe they aren't as desperate now to go after a backup quarterback than they were before. Now that uh, Heineke is back in tow with Kyle Allen and, you know, Heineke played, played pretty well before going down with an injury. So I I think the Panthers would feel comfortable if in case Cam Newton does have to miss some time if Taylor Heineke would have to go in in a pinch. Uh, so Taylor Heineke back with the Panthers, but really that's that's been the gist of the Panthers' free agency so far, was uh, re-signing Heineke and then, again, losing Thomas Davis to the Chargers and losing Devin Funches to the Colts. But like I said, there's there's been some news uh, across the NFC South. Uh, namely, I think the team that's really been in the news, and not necessarily for the good because they've been losing uh, a bunch of free agents already, and that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, between a mix of free agents and losing players, but uh, Quan Alexander was their was arguably their biggest free agent, and it was thought that he was going to start to get big money on the market, and sure enough, he lands a big contract, what, 50? 50-some million dollars, I believe, with with about $21 million, or 20, $27 million, I believe, in guaranteed money, as I look it up on over the cap. Now they may not have it because, you know, obviously these, these deals aren't official, but, um, 50 plus million with, with, uh, like I said, about 27 million, uh, guaranteed Quan Alexander will sign with the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, so big, big deal there. They definitely needed a linebacker. Uh, of course that's a big loss for the buccaneers who also traded Deshaun Jackson and a 7th round pick in 2020 to the Philadelphia Eagles for a 6th round pick this year. So effectively they turn a 2020 7th into a t- into an extra 6th rounder this year uh but you know certainly a uh, a loss there though. Deshaun Jackson seemed like he wanted out. Remember he took to Instagram to actually essentially thank his fans for the support in Tampa. We had thought initially that Deshaun was released when in fact he was not, but I guess in a way it kind of forced Tampa's hand and uh, Tampa just decided to wash their hands of Jackson. And so, they send him essentially back to Philadelphia, so Jackson is back where it all began. He's back with the Eagles, uh, definitely the deep threat that the Eagles needed. So now you look at that wide receiver trio in Philadelphia, and you got to be you got to be really intrigued by it. Deshaun Jackson, Nelson Aguilar, and of course Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, this obviously stings the Buccaneers a little bit, but remember we watched Chris Godwin really take a step forward next to Mike Evans. So it's going to sting, but I think the Panthers or the Buccaneers should still be okay a little bit. Uh, but that wasn't the only receiver they lost, you know, and that's why it's important that Chris Godwin stepped up because Deshaun Jackson winds up being not the only receiver that the pan that the Buccaneers will lose in this off season period, as it's being reported that Adam Humphreys, Uh, their slot receiver will sign with the Tennessee Titans when the league year officially begins. And, uh, you know, Humphreys was, was a solid slot guy for them. So now, so now the Buccaneers are really, you know, now they got to try to find a way to replace two of the, two of those receivers. Uh, Again, you know, Evans and Godwin has turned into a, a good duo, but uh, that's that's still a decent amount of production between Deshaun Jackson and Adam Humphreys that the Buccaneers have to replace. So in a way, that's good for the Buccaneers or in a, it, good for the Panthers, I should say. Excuse me, because you know the Buccaneers, of course, were the bottom of the division. They're they're trying to work their way out of the division now. Uh, I still think they're gonna. Be improved be a little more improved than they were last year, just for the simple fact that uh, they've got Bruce Arians now as head coach, and Arians will work with Jameis Winston to try to revitalize that offense. But again, the the production that I think you're losing with Deshaun and Humphreys certainly is not insignificant, and uh, especially in this division, that's you know we'll we'll, we'll watch to see how the Buccaneers. Tr- try to replace those two and uh, how they try to stay competitive with these other teams. Uh, so again, the, the Buccaneers, like I said, just to kind of recap three players so far that they will be losing in this off season period. Deshaun Jackson traded the Eagles. Quan Alexander si- will sign with the 49ers and Adam Humphreys set to sign with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, the New Orleans Saints also made some moves as well. Uh, it's being reported that they will re-sign quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Bridgewater, you know, it, it wasn't really wasn't a strong quarterback class, but there weren't really a lot of uh, options, I guess, out there as far as possible starting gigs. You know, really, you could argue it only came down to maybe Jacksonville and Miami. And Jacksonville, of course, is throwing a ton of money at Nick Foles. Uh, and eight, the I guess the base value of the contract is eighty-eight million dollars. It could be worth, uh, I guess, through incentives and things like that. It could work its way up to over a hundred million dollars even though the Jaguars were essentially bidding against themselves, but they were, they were obviously ready to throw money at Foles to make him their new starter. Uh, though it will add another quarterback to the free agent market, likely in Blake Bortles as he's expected to be released. But that took one option away from Bridgewater. And I'm going to guess he wasn't too thrilled with Miami. Although there are reports that Miami was in play for Teddy Bridgewater, but he is deciding to stay with the Saints, back up Drew Brees, and very possibly, uh, you know, based on some comments that Sean Payton has said, it's very possible that Teddy Bridgewater could be the successor to Drew Brees, possibly as early as 2020. Uh, so that's one guy the Saints kept, but one uh, another guy that the Saints are bringing in. Is running back Latavius Murray, who's bounced around a little bit over the last couple years, but still a productive running back, uh, you know, and should fare well next to Alvin Kamara. Uh, I believe it said it was a four-year, fourteen-point-four million dollar deal for Alvin Kamara or for uh, Latavius Murray. But in effect, that means that Mark Ingram likely will not be back with the Saints. Uh, so it'll be Kamara and Latavius Murray running the show now in that backfield. It'll be interesting now to see where Ingram lands. You know, I, I don't know if Carolina, because, you know, we've we've talked about Carolina possibly looking for a running back. I don't know if they're going to go after Mark Ingram unless, you know, they are able to get like some kind of cheap deal, which you know, if they get around the deal like Murray's getting with the Saints, then it could be possible. Uh, obviously, you know the big fish out there is Le'Veon Bell, and there's reports now that he could be getting somewhere around sixty million guaranteed from one of his suitors. It sounds like the Jets and the Ravens are the uh, are the favorites. So at least it would be uh, still in the AFC, so it wouldn't really affect the Panthers. Uh, But I think Mark Ingram could be pretty intriguing if if the Panthers wanted to go after him, but I could see maybe uh, the draft being more likely of the Panthers bringing in a... A complimentary back for Christian McCaffrey, uh, and then don't think you've really heard too much so far out of the Atlanta Falcons. It seems like they've been they've been pretty quiet thus far, uh, but the Saints and the Buccaneers certainly certainly are uh, have been the most busy or have been the busiest teams in the uh, in the NFL or among the NFC South, I should say. Uh, The Panthers, of course, have been very quiet. Speaking of the Falcons, uh, actually, as I'm recording this, I just saw, scroll across my timeline on Twitter, that the Falcons will play in the Hall of Fame game this season against the Denver Broncos. You know, it makes sense. Uh, Tony Gonzalez is one of the, is one of the, inductees into the hall of fame. And then I believe the Broncos. Yeah. The Broncos are obviously be represented by Pat Bolin and cornerback champ Bailey being enshrined into the hall. So as we know, when they make the hall of fame game, they try to put teams that have some sort of connection to some of the hall of famers. So it you know certainly works, certainly makes sense that you've got a, uh, that it'll be the Falcons against the Broncos in the hall of fame game. So, so that's been the biggest news so far, I guess for the, uh, for the Atlanta Falcons thus far this offseason. season. Uh, but again, you know, going back to the Panthers, uh, you know, it, I I think you can, you should have expected them to be kind of quiet so far because they don't have a ton of cap space right now to work with. And, you know, I don't think there was really a huge need for them to go after some of these big name free agents anyway. You know, they might, you know, pick apart at some cheaper free agents. So we'll see down the line how active they become and how they'll set themselves up for the draft. But, uh, you know, overall, uh, the Saints are still still the class of the South, so obviously the Panthers are still looking up to them. Uh, Maybe kind of looking up to the Falcons a little bit, or at least on par with the Falcons. I think for now they are still ahead of the Buccaneers. Again, the big thing right now for me with the Bucs is how do they replace the production of – Deshaun Jackson, and Adam Humphreys. Uh, so that's kind of a a recap, as it were, of the, the day minus two, I guess we could say. And this would be like day minus one, or almost like day zero, part one and part two, before free agency officially starts tomorrow uh, for the Panthers. And then obviously we saw a boatload of contracts agreed to, or at least, yeah, agreed to on the first day. I think the craziest thing from the start of the legal tampering period was the fact that the news broke on Trent deals or Trent Brown's deal with the Raiders about 10 minutes after the tampering period began. Like how? How do? How does the legal tampering period begin, and then all of a sudden, boom! Adam Schefter's coming out, four years, sixty uh, some million dollars for Trent Brown. Like, how does it happen that quick? So, but nonetheless, big contract there for Trent Brown to the Raiders, uh, who of course. We talked about them getting Antonio Brown. Uh, the Green Bay Packers have also been very busy so far this offseason. and uh, that that affects the Panthers a little bit too because uh, the the Panthers are scheduled to, to play the Falcon or the Packers. Excuse me, they are scheduled to play the Packers at Lambeau Field this season, so they'll be seeing the Packers and all their new free agents like zadarius Smith like Preston Smith, like Adrian Amos. And let's face it, the Packers, their their defense was a huge question mark in 2018. Obviously, that was the unit that really needed to be fixed, and they aren't kidding around. They are definitely uh, almost overhauling that defense getting... You know, two outside linebackers, both of whom can rush the passer very well, and we saw Adrian Amos was uh, a good safety for the for the Bears. So, so I think he should fit in pretty well with the Packers. So, you know, some somebody mentioned on Twitter about how, uh, you know, the these aren't they essentially said these aren't your typical Packers anymore as far as not really going out and grabbing free agents because Ted Thompson's not in charge anymore. It's Brian Gutengeist, or however you say his name. I could be wrong, but um, they've been pretty busy. And so again, uh, it indirectly affects the Panthers because they will be traveling to Lambeau. So uh, on paper so far, and obviously a lot can change, but on paper that's going to be a tough trip for the Panthers, uh, you know, again, going up, especially going up against those, those two edge defenders. So, uh, the Packers have been busy. Uh, the bills have been pretty busy too. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy seeing a lot of these, a lot of these big contracts. Again, we we talked about if you're going to sign, The former first-round pick of the Texans, he's going to sign with the Broncos. As did uh, Juwan James signing with the Broncos. So a lot of uh, a lot of big names already out the door. Landon Collins signing a huge contract with the Washington Redskins. Uh, the Detroit Lions have been spending money. Uh, reportedly, ninety million dollar deal for Trey Flowers. Uh, They're also bringing in Danny Amendola and Jesse James on offense. So they've been busy. So a lot of intrigue so far in the early free agent period. And then, like I said, I, I I know Panthers fans are a little disappointed right now that they're pretty quiet. But, again, with not a ton of cap space, there's really not a whole lot they can do right now. They're likely just sitting back and kind of, waiting for their time to strike. Uh, and real quick before we get out of here, there was a note today too, that the Pan- that there were some Panthers coaching staff at Northwestern Pro Day to take a look at and also met with quarterback Clayton Thorson. Uh, and I'll have a write-up on that a little bit in uh, on Panthers Wire tomorrow. Again, we talked... Like, we talked about the possibility of bringing in a quarterback via the draft. Thorson, I think, would be fine as a backup. He's probably not much more than that. But um, again, considering now that they've brought back Heineke and they still have Kyle Allen, you know, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the end of the world if they decide to take a stab at at Clayton Thorson, maybe in the sixth round with their final pick of of the draft. Uh, but I'll have a bit of a write-up on Thorson tomorrow over at Panthers Wire, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, but that'll do it for this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Again, follow me on Twitter, at Bill Really appreciate it. Thanks for sticking around. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you next time right here on LOP.